forgot about. I'll be honest. Whenever you said we were doing Rugrats the movie, I was thinking about Rugrats Paris, the Paris one. And it took me like 15 minutes into this movie to realize I'm not going to Paris, are they? I'll be doubly honest. I kind of thought that one too. Uh, and after watching this movie, I I don't remember if I really watched it. This is Got to so... be honest with you. <laughs> I have no clue. But... All right. We got two men. <laughs> we, ha- we, have to, we have to convince one of us to become a stan. All right. I enjoy this energy. Speaking of which, Tyler, roll that intro. Yeah, I, I didn't actually prep him for this in any way, shape, or form. So, Tyler, roll that intro. Da 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 da, Stan. Da 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 da, man. Da 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 da, Stan versus man. Yes. Da 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 da. All right, I'll do something with that. I'll I'll do some. I'll I'm gonna do some sort of magic to that tonight and send it to you can and we, see what you like. Can we just throw every other every other podcast and then it's just like, I so next podcast when you're Stan. Uh, I'll be like, all right, Andrew, uh, go with the intro. And then we'll just slowly do a bunch of intros and it can be edited by us, by people listening, and then just slowly become the new disgusting intro. You know that all all that means is I'm just going to layer every single one on top of the other. And so they all just play at once. And it sounds like that old vine whenever he like squeezes the rubber ducks or chickens or whatever. It's like you thought you were lucky when you get the the reviews at the end, the you know talking about the movie, uh, but now you just uh, you get us uh, basically you know uh, ear destruction because we're gonna layer them all and blast them to plus fifty decibels. At the end of each episode is just fifteen seconds of ear rape. Just oh okay, rip headphone users. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so I don't know why we made this part of the show. I don't know. It's just, hey, you like it though, don't you? No? Oh, views are down. They were already low, but now they're they're non-existent. All right, Tyler. What this week? What were you? Uh, this week, uh, based on my overall love for Rugrats in an entirety, uh, I was the stan of the Rugrats movie. All right, and I had like the whole like I had like a back and forth in my head. You know, whenever you do that, whenever you have like a. Like how how you think a dialogue should go in your head, and then somebody says something that doesn't go along with that dialogue, and you just kind of forget how to exist for a minute. That just happened to me. But I'm not going to bring that energy to the show. Welcome to Stand Against Man. This week, Tyler was standing. Rugrats the movie came out in 1998, like six months after I was born. So you're getting closer and closer to finding out, like just the spe- specific day that I was born, and hopefully i can get like some free cake out of that because that'd be really awesome um tyler when did you first watch this movie and or do you remember and if you do remember what kind of what what was your life looking like about that time uh i mean i probably would have had to have watched this movie between the ages of i'd say seven to eight uh let's see i don't remember exactly when the rugrats tv show was running but it would have been right around there Rugrats TV show ran in 1991. Uh, never mind. So, <laughs> so not this more. Movie, <laughs> this movie came out whenever we, whenever you were, like, a couple months old? Or no, you were a year old. So I would have been catching Rugrats on the reruns from uh, Nickelodeon. 
but yeah, I would probably say seven to eight years old. I remember being kind of a younger kid when I watched this. And really, I just, I love the Rugrats for, I'm assuming, the same reason a lot of people did. You know, you just get to see these babies and it's like, oh, it's funny because they're babies. And then when they get into their imaginative moments, you know, it shows you what they're doing in real in the real world, but it also shows you what their imagination is. And that's really cool as a kid to be like, oh, this is show, like this is what I feel when I go outside to play and I imagine that Godzilla, or Reptar in their case, is, is outside stomping around. Oh, well, that, that's what the TV show is. So it's something that really hooked me, which has made me kind of just an overall stan of the entire series. Right, it's kind of got that like codename Kids Next Door vibe going, but babies. Yeah, and I mean, it was so deep that they hooked me into watching uh, All Grown Up, or Grown Up, uh, All Grown, yep, All Grown Up. God, it was so bad. That was, okay, I'll be honest. I never really watched Rugrats growing up as a kid. I think, yeah, in the intro of this, I was talking about how I've seen Rugrats in Paris. Um, but I think that's the only real piece of Rugrats media that I've, like, super consumed. This is my first, to my knowledge, I may have watched it whenever I was a little kid and just forgot about it, but to my knowledge, this is my first time watching this movie. And gotta say, you could have picked a better one. I'm just, I'm just oh, saying. Oh, honestly, <laughs> watching this again? 100% I could have picked a better one. Uh, no. I would be remiss not to mention the fact that I don't remember how often I watch this. I was also thinking of Rugrats Paris when I picked this. And once we got started and I realized there was a lot more musical notes that I realized it was going to be, well, you know, like actual musical pieces, I was kind of surprised. Like, strong opening, it really hit the Rugrats, like, like tone up until that first song came in and then I was really confused. It, that first song freaked me out because it kind of comes out of nowhere like a third of the way into the movie and then it's all songs after that including might I add uh, hold on let me get the title right for this on your marks get set ready go by Busta Rhymes I don't, I don't know if you know who Busta Rhymes is but like I was not expecting a Busta Rhymes cameo in the middle of this fucking Rugrats movie no I was not either and honestly I think that shows you the power of the Rugrats that they were able to pull Buster Rhymes in. There were a, like there was a lot of like star-studded cameos. Um, let me look here, da, 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 Vamp. While I look up the cameos that I promised I knew about ahead of time and did not just kind of think about halfway through. But I mean, it kind of does show you that like '90s charm in this movie because yes, it's kind of it's kind of hindered by those awkward musical performances, which I don't think held up as well as they did. But there's a lot of like small satire that goes on like specifically with uh tommy's dad and then his older brother like they get some deep jabs at each other in that movie when they're like they go for the throat dude like i thought it was kind of cool like again i've only ever i guess i've only ever experienced this movie as an adult and so like picking it apart was kind of fun i thought it was actually kind of interesting like they showed the similarities between the older brothers and the younger brother you know uh between tommy and dill and then tommy's dad i cannot stew and i'm not even gonna try on his brother's name uh it's perfectly fine i don't remember his brother's name either i can give you the ensemble cast most of the time but uh the parents sorry drew drew pickles okay drew and Stu. yeah that that sounds right okay but like they kind of showed like at the same times that drew and Stu were having trouble dill and tommy were having were like fighting or arguing or whatever 
And at the same time, they both came to an agreement at the at the uh, same parts of the movie too. So I thought that was kind of cool. What I didn't find cool was what I can only describe as Doctor Mouth Poop. Did, did you like Doctor Lipshits? <laughs> <laughs> can we? <laughs> yeah, that name was so weird. And I and I, I liked the the satire they did with it. Uh, you know, with like all these special birthing rooms, but it just made me uncomfortable every time they said his name, like. It's like you just they lean in lip shits, and I'm like, why are you saying There's that? A lot of like adult jokes. I know. I always, I always knew. Like I read like BuzzFeed articles or whatever about how Rugrats was had all these like super adult jokes just slipped in underneath. But I actually like saw them in per- like live and in color during this movie. Uh, might I bring you to one of the first lines said in the entire movie? Born under Venus. Look for uh, and then her phone rings. Hello. That was I. I did enjoy that, and then, okay, I. It was a really odd choice. Like I just kind of assumed that during the birthing process, it, it would just be cut. But that trippy ass sequence they went through to like, I guess like all the planets like move in. And I, I think they align, and then it like it goes through like a sphinx, and then like pushes out, and then there's the kid. I kind of want to go back and rewatch that uh, under, uh, you know, a less sober mind. Activities. Yeah, no, dude. I may or may not have watched this at least once, not entirely sober. Don't don't listen to this, Mom. And, yeah, no, that scene freaked me out. And then the scene whenever they were in the uh, room with all the babies, like all the fresh born, fresh, like, newborns, that scene freaked me the fuck out in any sort of mindset i like it was really weird because all of those babies had way more developed voices than the regular older well, they babies had more had. they had like man voices and then they also had they were drawn differently like they had more detail in the face it almost looked like two different art teams worked on like the main cast like tommy and all them and the these just weird backup dancer babies from this one scene oh and then uh, d- uh during that during that baby thing uh, they did the circumcision decision yep. joke that's the one i've seen well. that's actually like, from that article i was telling you like all that was the that's the one example i see thrown around the internet constantly was that one umbilical cord joke would you mind sharing i don't even remember it's like i just remember the baby looks up and they go oh they cut my cord and then the other one said well boy aren't yeah, you he's lucky? looking into his like diaper that. he's like count yourself lucky it's like oh they're talking about baby dick. Uh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess that was that was kind of a, a sign of the times. And it, it's another thing that like is kind of loosely connected to the to the SpongeBob movie in a way. But I'll start. I'll go in order of my thoughts here. Where a lot of those movies, because they knew the kids were going to want to drag the parents there, there was kind of like a well, here's some stuff for you. I feel like some modern movies attempt to do, but not as well. I would say the Emoji Movie is a movie that probably tried to have some now, adult humor now wh- and uh ter- what for done, reference what you've done here tyler is you brought ahead. up the emoji movie my good christian podcast and i can't stand for this that's true for reference i watched that movie with uh one of our mutual friends in a theater completely uh... empty i didn't find any adult humor in that but the the second thing that i feel like was kind of an of the times thing to do and you'll still see it in any adaption uh is like in the spongebob movie and in this rugrats movie they kind of like tried to overshade everything they put a little bit more time into it yeah yeah and i i feel like and maybe it's my bias i like the way it was in the spongebob movie 
I thought in this one it was a little bit over the top, but it was still enjoyable to look at. It wasn't like they phoned it in. It was just, it was really different to see as opposed to the cartoon, which is admittedly a little bit more rushed, so it's not as detailed. Oh, yeah. I, that, I've always kind of th- found that fascinating, or not fascinating, but I've noticed that in um, theatrical release movies based off of uh, cartoons, is they always just... It's always, I'm not sure if it's a different team or if, like I said, they're just taking a lot more time with it, but they always just look like a little bit different than the cartoons. And it's never like bad, but it, it always just a little bit weird. One thing I hate is, and I don't, I can't, I have no, like, I have no background for this because I didn't watch Rugrats, uh, the cartoon growing up. Did they change any of the voice actors for this movie? Because uh, that's the other thing I hate whenever they do is... They'll bring in like one god tier voice actor to replace a regular cast member for the movie, and then it just kind of brings me out like, uh, what movie did that? Was it a Teen Titans movie that did that? I don't know. I get very attached to voice acting or voice actors in general. Uh, I'm not sure why, but I could. I'm I'm always like particular about whenever they change a voice actor in like a series that I watch, or I know you haven't experienced it that much but trolls they made a uh, netflix original like cartoon show based off trolls and it was not anna kendrick and justin timberlake voicing branch and poppy and i was very upset I well yeah it's, it's probably the same letter. points that were my letters for the boss baby tv show where they're like oh alec baldwin <laughs> we can't afford him for this kind of production come on what do you think let's just get a dude that talks in a deep tone uh now see what you've done here tyler is you've brought up the boss baby and fucking the emoji movie christian podcast you know what also annoyed me is that they actually did adr over uh peter parker's spider-man and spider-man 3 so it's a completely different (laughs) um no that'll come later but yeah as far as i can tell (laughs) i can't hear you i'm already at the door as far as i can tell it seems like uh everybody who was in that original show returned um and we're basically the same thing i also i liked that joke so it's thank you i have good jokes yeah absolutely wasn't yours but i'm proud of you um and it kicked me off my train of thought oh so it's right before the babies get into the stroller and start the adventure uh angelica and her dad drew are are coming over so angelica can be at the at you know the house and her dad goes well, honey, I have to work overtime because I don't want mommy to be disappointed in me when she sees my quarterly earnings or something like that. That joke really resonated with me for some reason because, you know, Angelica's mom has always been this business-centric woman, and it just makes sense to have a joke like that because I imagine that dude lives a constant hell in his life. The one time that they got together to have this kid must have been the, the culmination of years of trying to work hard. Uh, hopefully. I'm, I'm going to assume Rugrats has, you know, a, an overall PG theme in its lore. <laughs> now I'm just imagining... Now I'm just imagining, like, a prequel. Because all the babies are around the same age except for Angelica and the other uh little girl uh angelica's friend Susie. Susie, that's right um all the babies are around the same age i just want a prequel like three years before where everybody has like a bunch of money all their hair isn't stressed out at all and just fucks a lot (laughs) (laughs) and that's all i want Stu with the dad is still making pudding because i really like i come to i come back to that scene a lot where he's just like 
Stu, why are you making pudding? I've lost control of my life. Why are you making pudding at three in the morning? I don't know. Like, I feel like a lot of those shows had decent writing in the background because it's just a bunch of adults that are like we're gonna make these kids shows because it's what makes money but we're gonna have fun doing it damn it no yeah absolutely i ought to give rugrats another try i don't know maybe whenever i have a little kid to watch with it but yeah i mean i definitely i definitely say so i was a little bit bummed overall i don't think i remembered this movie as much as i did still in the broad sense i absolutely loved it because i get to see some of my favorite characters star in a theatrical production uh, however, you know, I would definitely say it is kind of a bummer to have this. Like, I didn't realize the difference between this one and the Paris movie, uh, because I believe at the end of the Paris movie, it's where we have like this emotional scene with all the moms doing a dance with their kids and Chucky just being by himself. Or that might be at the beginning. I don't remember where that that slates. Uh, but the later Rugrat movies, like they had some emotional undertones that went with them. And this one, you know, I enjoyed it, but they're it, it kind of drags. I mean, it's it's fun for me up until they really, they get out the door and they're rolling. And basically from the moment that they're going through the town to when they get into the mattress truck, enjoyable. Uh-huh. Uh, mattress truck till about the end of the movie when Stu gets back on the pterodactyl that he made to find the babies. I kind of just watched it because I had to get through the movie and I didn't want to skip the first time around. Yo, honestly, I thought the movie was dope up until that point. That exact point, whenever they are, they get into like the Reptar Mobile. Speaking of which, I, is that, is that canon that Stu made Reptar? Uh, I don't think so, but. Because I was looking it up earlier in like, in the Rugrats, the Rugrats of the movie Wikia, they talk about how Stu. Yeah, Stu first creates Reptar. And in I just remember in the show, what little I've seen of the show, Reptar is like this huge, has like theme parks sur- surrounded around him. So either Stu invented Reptar and just got fucked, or Stu is just com- like completely committing copyright infringement and making Reptar merchandise, which still not great. I think that's, I think that's what it is. So, so, okay, here's my here's my overarching theory on that. Reptar is obviously... Sorry to spoil it for if you haven't picked it up, viewers. A play on Godzilla, except for a little bit more kid friendly. Like, I guess the why, man? I guess the animated Godzilla TV show is kind of kid friendly. You ruined Weptar for me. I can't eat my Weptar bar now. Oh, I'm gonna starve. I'm glad we both went to the same joke. <laughs> but how I kind of see it is uh, that. The, the toy competition that he was doing, you know, was based... He was sending this to Japan. Uh, so with that all connected, I think Stu's just a racist. And he was like, oh, what should I send to a Japanese toy manufacturer? Oh, Reptar, this would be great. That, that That's that's what they're known for over there, right? Uh, you know. That's like... That's like me saying I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go make it big overseas and make a Godzilla like stroller. <laughs> but honestly, I think it like if uh, and that that's the joke that it's over the top. But I think if it hadn't been what it was, it's not a bad baby toy. Uh, but it's because of the way it was, it was just god awful. Dude, that thing shoots fire. I wouldn't let my kids anywhere near that thing. No, if it was toned down, would have been a lot better. But the way it was, nah. But yeah, so getting into that mattress, that's kind of, or when the, in the back of the mattress truck, that's kind of when the movie loses me. Uh, and I enjoy a few pieces about it, but like, you know, you have very bla- basic stuff. 
Chucky at the very beginning of the movie talks about how Tommy is his best friend and would do anything for him. And then later in the movie, oh, sorry, Tom, or sorry, Chucky, I got my brother. Uh, I can't really save you. And then that's like, that's a forced conflict that they have to go through. And then, of course, it gets resolved. Uh, but by the time, actually, okay, a little bit earlier, when Spike fights that wolf, that's really when it starts to pull me back in. Uh, the whole monkey subplot is kind of, it's enjoyable, but it's it's not like... That's not what I'm coming to the movie for. Those monkeys were fucking, they did not, they didn't need to be in there at all. Like there's, it's not like there's already enough stress of a bunch of babies spending overnight in the rain in the woods. They got to just like throw some circus monkeys in there. Yeah. They just got to have an extra added element so we can get these two. Honestly, to get these two, the PETA needs to look into these guys because the way that monkey kisses that dude on the mouth at the very end. Oh God! I think somebody needs to. Uh, that did not age well at all. I mean, I probably in the theater, nobody liked it. That made me uncomfortable. Somebody's been training these monkeys to fuck. <laughs> but I mean, at the end, and uh, it's kind of a cop out because it's the end of the movie. But that's when I'm like, okay, everything's good now. Uh, I think it's funny that the kids don't really realize that it's their dad in the the broken pterodactyl even after he like falls and you can clearly see his face his face is fully and they're still they i love uh, i love the rugrat speak in this movie because like halfway through the movie Stu just goes man thank bob <laughs> thank and you, I, bob. it just it just cr- it just cracked me up. Like the entire movie they're looking for a lizard instead of a wizard. Like call me childish, but I'm fucking I laughed. All right. I got I got a I got a good chuckle. And it's it's those small things that really help to bring me in to the Rugrats on a whole. It's like, oh, that's relatable or you know, when you're older and you have like you've you've been around more kids, you have a slightly more formed mind and you listen to these kids mispronounce things. It's like Okay, I mean, this really kind of just feels like it's it's in the situation. Uh, granted, sometimes it's a, it's a little uh, heavy-handed, but I still enjoy it on a whole. But yeah, the monkeys really didn't do anything. Honestly, I would have rather had the monkeys not been there and then just had the gang leave Tommy and Dill and then them sort everything out. Uh, like, I think, I think the wolf honestly could be the perfect enemy, even though the monkeys weren't really an enemy. They just caused mayhem. But I think they could the wolf could have been a better enemy, like... Oh, they're sleeping out there because the wolf is, you know, like it's hunting them. They should have doubled down on the wolf. Make the wolf like a constant, like around the corner threat. And they just keep on like, like wily coyoting their way out of the situation, you know? Yeah, that would have been a, that would have been a really good way to handle him. But instead, I just feel like he was underutilized and we get to the bridge and he's just there serping or slipping up some water. And it's like, oh yeah, the script is calling for me. (laughs) I better get to it. (laughs) I mean, I have to say... While it does kind of fall short, uh, it is nice to know that that future movies do that, which, of course, you can't judge a single movie on what they do in the future. Despite its shortcomings, I mean, it does still really hit that nostalgic feeling for me. I mean, even in the beginning when they they recreate the opening song. I thought that was cute whenever they redid it at the very beginning. We have a secret failed first episode of this show that might be released at some point, but at the very end, they recreated the beginning um, of the cartoon with all real actors. Um, it was really cute to see them do that in this, but instead it's a cropped letterboxed, uh, it's supposed to simulate like a four by three little CRT TV, like what you would be watching Rugrats on at the time in 98. And then it like explodes to show that it's on a big screen. I thought it was cute. 
I thought it was neat. I really enjoyed it. And then, you know, same thing. So that that opening shot is them pretending that they're doing an Indiana Jones-esque sequence, except for they can't say Indiana. I think they said OK Jones or something like that. I don't know. Uh, like Oklahoma Jones or something? Yeah, something. But uh, And it's really cool because, you know, it shows you the thing. And then at the very end, it shows you what they're going after was a big banana split Sunday or something like that. Uh, which is just cool because, you know, it shows you, okay, yeah, this is what the kids see, um, which is a nice way to, to really... The Backyardigans. That's what I was talking about. That's what I was meaning whenever I said Codename Kids Next Door. I knew there was a better show that represented that, but I couldn't think of what it was called, but Backyardigans. Sorry I got so hyped. Carry I do on. remember the Backyardigans. No, you're fine. You did you say uh, you don't remember the Backyardigans? No, I perfectly remember the Backyardigans. It was an enjoyable show. Uh, will I probably watch it again as an adult? Maybe not, but like Fuck you said, no. that could be a kid's one where I show it to my kids. Rugrats? Uh, no, I can watch the Rugrats by myself anytime. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, it it really hits you with the, the overall theme. You know, I, I I believe in the world of Rugrats, it, that's a very Rugrats thing to happen to the babies. So I don't feel like it, it really breaks any of what they've uh, set up before with the series of, you know, like, oh, this is way crazier than it could be. It does fall fall flat for me at a few points in the movie. Yeah. Like we said, the first, the first act is really good. Like it it is real. It's really good. They set up all the characters really well, show off personality traits, um, general theme of the movie really well. And then the actual like meat and potatoes of it kind of sucks b-hole but you know what it does good it, it does really do good which is nice but what it does do good is chucky unknowingly says the most hardcore line ever and i just think it needs to go I, it can't go unappreciated whenever they're uh bumping up and down in the mattress truck after it drives off he just shouts i don't know if i should be throwing up or throwing down and i just <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I was sitting in my chair just giggling for like three minutes. I thought that was the best, like, I need to use that next time I go out. I don't know if I should be throwing up or throwing down. That's one of those those lines that I feel like it just transcends everything, where you could use that in a lot of different situations. If you're, like, jumbling around, if, if you're in an airplane with horrible uh, turbulence, oh, I don't know if I should be throwing up or throwing down. Or if you're upset at somebody or, like, disgusted in a situation... Bam. Bust that one out. Boom. It's kind of like uh, in a full house with uh, Uncle Joey's cut it out. That's one of those things that it's like, I would want to use that because it's cheesy. And I feel like it would just apply in a lot of good situations. The 13-year-old kids on Call of Duty who have fucked my mom will not know what's coming. Dude, they will be flabbergasted. They're honestly going to think that you're spitting. They're like, whoa, okay, okay. Like, I may have, I may have handed his ass to him. But he's got me beat, uh, literally. Nah, never mind. Those I can beat up those kids. Anybody who says, <laughs> "Man, I handed his ass to him," <laughs> any any kid that says that I can beat, I can beat him up. It's fine. <laughs> but on a real note, Dill sucks. Yeah, Dill was kind of annoying, and I get like you know he's supposed to be. Was he like that in the show? No, I don't. I think in the show they were they were already like kind of good brothers. I think this was like I, I believe Dill was in the show. He was, but I don't. Did they add him on later, like Poof in Fairly Odd Parents? Poof, poof, poof. I'd have to poof. double check. I believe that he was already part of the cast, but I could totally be wrong. I don't know, but not like while you're looking up, looking that up. Like 
whenever Tommy actually just honestly tries to be a good brother in the woods that night. And I mean, he's a baby. That's the whole point of it is sometimes you just got to be the better person. Like that's the whole plot to the movie is just be a better person. And I mean, if there's, if there's like talking specifically to kids, I just wrote down, I, I take notes as I watch these and I just wrote down, nah, honestly, fuck Dill. He's a dick. Uh, and then right underneath that, Phil, or no, it was uh, Chucky, says, again, one of the most hardcore lines I've ever read um, whenever they think that Phil gets crushed by a tree. Spoiler alert, they don't kill a baby in this movie, <laughs> in case Sadly. you were wondering. But whenever they're, like, lamenting over Phil's death, Chucky just goes, he always loved climbing trees. Now a tree's climbed on him. And I was like, Chucky, you can't roast this man. You just think he's dead. Like, that's your friend you think is just actually perished off this mortal plane. And you're making a fucking tree climbing joke. Chucky's that awkward kid. He just doesn't understand what to say, what not to say. And honestly, I live for it. Uh, I mean, not in real life. I hate somebody that I know that would do that. Chucky has, like, the world's worst case of undiagnosed confrontation anxiety. Like, did... Whenever everybody's arguing in the woods, uh, Phil and Lil are just actively trying to murder Dill. That's a really hard sentence to say. But whenever they're all having that argument in the woods and Chucky just like has like a fit and has to cover his ears and walk away and like la 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 himself. I'm like, I don't know. He has like the... He has either really bad generalized anxiety. He's the most awkward savage you're ever going to find, and it's hard to tell why he was built that. Awkward savage is my street name. Okay, so looking at this, it appears that... Uh, so the, the Rugrats TV show apparently ran from 1991 to 2004. Um, Jesus. So it appears that maybe, uh, it's kind of what I'm seeing, is that maybe they had like a season break, aired this movie, and then Dill Pickles was... Introduced after that. Oh, um, voiced by, if I can guess it, Tara Strong. Not that you really cared, but I just found that interesting. Miss Tara Strong, who just does everything. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I love t- uh, Tara Strong. Fucking Teen Titans, Shaolin Showdown, Ben 10, Chowder. Yeah, she runs through it all. And it's cool. You know, I actually, I think she's a great voice actress, but it's just, I just feel like everywhere it goes, it haunts me. It's like, oh, here's Tara Strong. Uh, not to forget to mention because i just love this show and i want to put it in uh bubbles from the powerpuff girls uh well uh personal favorite of mine elizabeth gutman i think uh-huh uh oh elizabeth oh no she was born elizabeth gutman um and his credit is elizabeth Day. i don't know eg daily um the person who plays who she play in this movie uh tommy uh-huh. is also buttercup in powerpuff girls Oh, so we have I feel two like, out of the three. I feel like that's a big thing is that, that these folks always uh, kind of like we talked about a little bit. Oh, I guess that was in the scrapped episode. Uh, but, you know, a lot of these people will have kind of crews that go along with them. You know, people they've worked with in the industry that will kind of follow them into movies. And I could definitely believe for the voice actor community, there definitely are probably quite a few people like that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know how that would work. with. I guess just like recommending a voice actor that like if you land the part you can be like hey this dude's pretty cool all i know is troy baker and nolan north are the only two voice actors that hollywood needs right now and really i guess so the powerpuff girls uh started in 1998 and ran till 2005 not that the end really matters but with rugrats coming first and both those characters 
at some point being featured before Powerpuff Girls started, that could have also helped them to both potentially just star in it without any connection. Uh, E.G. Daly is also uh, Rudy Tabuti in Chalk Zone. Oh, I didn't know that either. It always surprises me that it's like, oh, we need a young boy. Well, I mean, a girl will do that really good. It's like, oh, yeah, you're, I mean, 100% right. Yeah, like, I can't do a little boy. That came out. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm very glad to hear that. 100% glad to hear that. And I want to die. <laughs> uh, to segue out of that, I got myself into a rabbit hole where I just like started looking at actors connected. So I was on Tara Strong, and then I just kept clicking. And now I'm just on the page for Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie, chef's kiss, fantastic, fantastic actress. That's all I have to say. Uh, I'm just looking through, looking through my notes now. Um, Born on Venus, look for a penis. Got that through. Um, I just wrote down that uh, the Pickles grandpa is a modern day saint. I love that man. <laughs> He's such it, a wholesome man. I also love the other grandpa that's on the mom's side. They just they gift them a goat, but he's like, "Well, I would have loved to get you yaks milk." And I'm like, "Milk." I'm like, "Wow, that's 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 a big stereotype." The German grandpa was amazing. Whenever they were in the hospital as Tommy's mom, what's her name? I I'm the worst with these names, especially like characters I'm not super familiar with. Uh, Dee Dee. Whenever Dee Dee is giving birth, uh, and they're in the waiting room, both the grandpas and all the kids, they have the world's shittiest baby jail in that place. Like I used to work at a daycare and we got that little, it's called like a crate or crib or like a fold out or a pack and play. It's like the shittiest baby jail that they put these kids in. Cause it, just, Tommy, all, all he has to do is just shove it over and they're just roaming, roaming the entire hospital. The whole squad just pushes it, and then like, oh, well, here we are. I want to bring your attention, Andrew, for a good laugh. I'm going to send you the picture. So I have up here uh, a list of all the characters that appear in this movie, and then, of course, like Google does, you know, it gives you their picture for them. Yeah. So the Reptar Mobile is one that is uh, featured on there, and uh, let me just send you the picture. Oh, Christ. Yeah. There's, the, the movie is out. Google probably put this out way after. Why is this the fucking? It's it's someone's homemade version of it that just looks like looks like they hated the movie and killed it. Well, it it's like every little like rideable Tonka truck every every kid gets, uh, you know, like a little playset car, and they ha- it has like a cardboard hood with like some buck ass teeth. Yeah, I don't I mean, know it's who cute. I don't know who saw this and said, yeah, go ahead and approve that, but. They're, they uh, they need a full-on review of that. Somebody done goofed it. Yeah, somebody <laughs> messed up. But that, that that's not the full attention here. But yeah, I got too deep into my tangent and don't remember what I was saying. But Drew Pickles is the name of, uh, you know, the, the other dad. Also, okay, did you did you get a look at uh, Phil and Lil's parents? You mean this six-foot-two aggressive soccer mom and twink? Yeah, and her awkward ass husband i just saw the picture of him again and his his hair is parted out to like make himself a y he just looks like he's fucking he's hopped up on something dude like yeah that that hurt their whole i did not like the aggressive lesbian (laughs) yeah it's like those two are gonna get divorced in 20 years and she is going to find herself the perfect wife and that is awesome i just wish they get it over with now and he's gonna kill himself 
No, he's going to find his perfect husband. Are you kidding me? That man that man is a bottom for sure. They just accidentally got into this. Oh, he is he is he he scares me looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> this man is the night is nightmare fuel. Going down my list, UPS man, don't give a fuck. B and E that bitch. Uh, whenever the UPS guy, the, like the door is open, but if anybody ever just walked into my home and took a package from me and I found out about it, I would call every police officer in the nation. Like, yeah, what's wrong with this guy? He just walks in and goes, yeah, I guess I'll just, uh, package this up for them. And then doesn't even take the, the time to go, oh, is there something in here? Cause if he had looked to see the package was open, he would have found the goat that was in there. Yeah. That was wild. Um, not how reality works. Oh, yeah. The line, I can't believe you left the kids with your father. That man slept through Pearl Harbor. Uh, quickly <laughs> followed by the grandpa saying, I sounded the alarm just as quickly as I could. Which is a very dark Pearl Harbor joke. That is a super, like, oh, <laughs> I did. I, I'm glad you said that because I kind of like shunned that from my memory just because of the sheer nature of it. That joke was rough. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's followed quickly. Like the next note I have is a line from Angelica. Whenever they, uh, her and Spike are looking for the kids and they get out into the woods and Angelica like crashes and falls. She says, you know, not all dogs go to heaven. (laughs) And again, just a complete telling the dog to go to hell. Sweet. yeah, essentially that's all she wanted to say. Angelica is a, she is a fucking, I guess it, it makes sense because of her mom like being so controlling. Angelica controls every facet of her life whenever she can. And I can't tell whether I enjoy it or if I'm just like, please shut up. Nah, dude, she's a top. Like she has definite <laughs> top energy. She's the, she's the alpha. I just wrote in all caps and in a slightly larger font, dude, I want a fucking Reptar car because I was watching like, that thing has inflatables for whenever it goes into the water. So it's like those duck boats that you can just drive directly into the water. You know, it's got a flamethrower on the fucking front. It's got like complete remote, like complete engine controls. That thing is awesome. And it didn't die once. Did it die? Why did they have to like pull it up that hill? I'll be honest. I didn't. I kind of, t- I kind of checked out of the movie after the first third. I no, it, w- it was loosely powered on the momentum. Um, and maybe it did have a little bit, but I just remember Angelica kicked it and that's what started it rolling. And then mm-hmm. it rolls down the street, down these piles of stairs, and then somehow floats to this mattress factory. Uh, it does have some kind of power on it though, since it has that voice and, you know, all the moving parts. I don't think it had movable wheels, but I'd, ha- I'd have to watch that one more time to find out. And honestly, cause it, it has brakes, like. And they make they make that like a pretty good fact, and it drives away whenever they get into the water. Whenever they're heading down that waterfall, it drives away. That is true. I think, I think, I don't think they even know the rules that that <laughs> thing had. I think it was crazy. Anyway, I just said, dog, I want a fucking Reptar car. I enjoyed the yo ho ho and a bottle of yum song. Yes, that's something else I was looking. At. I was looking at the music. That is, that was an interesting song to bring over, but it was fun. Um, there's my note about Chucky having confrontation anxiety. Something I really didn't enjoy was that reporter, the like really annoying one that kept uh, that guy. saying the wrong names. Very glad that, that the true villain of this uh, movie was taken down at the end. 
honestly like a tier villain. Fuck that guy. Hate him. Yeah, the fucking worst. I don't know. Like, I guess it was supposed to be obviously like a parody of uh, journalism at the time. Disgusting. I hated it. Don't ever want to see it again. Get that out of my good Christian podcast. And then, yeah, that's about where I kind of checked out of the movie officially because that's roughly where my notes end. I said, dude, everyone in this movie needs a child endangerment charge, which is just true. Uh, 100%. They let their kids spend a night out in the cold rain, literally running from wolves and monkeys, and nobody is charged for anything at the end of the movie. It's all just fine. Just wacky old grandpa fell asleep and let their kids almost die. Fuck those guys. It was also a really weird note to put in when the, like, investigative agent was like, does your son have any connections to the mob? And I'm like, I get like you're supposed to say, like they're trying to say silly things to make kids laugh, but I'm like, that's just, that's too much. That's just weird. Well, it was just them saying like the, like it was them admitting that the police don't give a shit. And which is just a weird energy to bring again to this newborn baby and all of these other toddlers just out in the woods. Hanging out in the woods, doing whatever they want to do. Doing woods shit, I guess. We're in the woods and we're doing woods shit. All right. You know, overall, I know we haven't, like, done ratings or anything like that. And it's not going to be something I'm going to regularly go for. But if I did, I mean, this would sit at, like, a 5 out of 10 for me. Overall, I mean, I I love the Rugrats franchise and everything it has to do. Minus All Grown Up. Uh, that was kind of a sneaker. And so, I mean, it still holds true. You know, it, it roped me in. When I say I honestly thought the Paris movie was the first one... It's because I didn't remember this movie. And while I enjoyed watching it, I have to say for this movie, I may not be the diehard stan uh, specifically for it, but the series overall, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's great. I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I think the conclusion we're coming to is just watch Rugrats in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> Please, whatever you do, just watch Rugrats in Paris. Watch, like, no, actually, watch Teen Titans. That's the that's what we're coming into. Watch, watch Teen watch Titans. Titans. Watch Teen uh, Titans. Watch uh, Dexter's Laboratory, you know, if, if you're looking Fairly for something else. Parents. Fairly Odd Parents. And then, like, once you get through all those, then, like, you... I, I wouldn't say save this for last, but save this for, like, bottom third. You know, save this, and when you'll know when the time is right, but don't rush it, you know? <laughs> Listen to your gut feeling, because you may be wrong, and it's gonna hurt. Oh, it's gonna severely hurt. This is month two of quarantine movie material. Yeah, this is this is when you're you're like you're dead. You don't know what else you're gonna do. You need something, and then you just wander over to Netflix and you go, "Dope! They've got the Rugrat movie. Hey, let's watch that next week." Speaking of what we're watching next week, Tyler, would you? I'm gonna beat this joke into the ground until somebody tells me to stop. Would you drum roll, please? <laughs> Yeah, that just—it's just me telling myself to put in a drum roll sound effect. This is a very long drum roll. This is a very long drum roll sound effect. Um, hook. All right. Nineteen ninety-one. Peter Pan, the boy who wasn't supposed to grow up, did just that. Uh, starring Ron Williams. Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people love and appreciate this movie. And if you're looking to have a fun time with a couple of Midwest boys uh, next week. It's available on Netflix. Just hop on and you can watch it stream it from there. Past that, so Tyler, it's official. You're unstanding the Rugrats movie. Uh, yeah, let's put an asterisk here. Uh, so I 
Rugrats, the franchise, still, still major stand. Uh, this movie, oh boy, uh, you know, uh, sadly forgetting that I didn't actually potentially see this movie. Yeah, I definitely don't stay on this one, <laughs> but the franchise in a, in a general, one hundred percent. Andrew, what are your what are your feelings? Did I did I win you over to become a stan of this wonderful movie? Dog, absolutely not. No, no. You know, it tried its best. It did what it could. But next week, I have high hopes uh, for Hook. So, love Robin Williams, and it'll be good to actually revisit this. Don't think I've seen it since I was a kid, so I'm excited. I actually just watched this like a week or two ago, which is what made me think of it for this uh, show. So, I will be watching. This will be my third time watching it in a month, I think. So, let's freaking go. We take those. All right. Anything, any final thoughts, Tyler? Not that I can think of. I just hope everybody stays safe. Yep. Wash your hands. Stay inside. For the love of God, don't listen to anything that any Cheetos have to say to you. That's about it. Bye.